0: it's the 120 podcast mikey friendly alongside ben Hooty the first traditional episode we've had in some time it's just us two today if that's underwhelming to anyone out there i don't know what to tell you because this is basically the format of our podcast this is what we do before all you guys were spoiled with our awesome interview guests like jonah and andrew bellison and some of those prospects this is what we do ben and i discuss cubs baseball and man as much as there's been no movement in cubs baseball it feels like we're on the precipice of some real uh, foot on the gas.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited, man. Winter meetings, whether the Cubs are in it or not, is my favorite time of the year because baseball is my favorite sport. Obviously, I just love seeing movement. I love seeing players go to new teams. Sometimes we have dry winter meetings where nothing happens. Other times we have the most hectic, chaotic winter meetings of all time, similar to last year. And I think we might be trending trending towards, a pretty busy winter meetings considering there hasn't been much movement across the sport the last couple no. of weeks besides a couple starting pitchers off the board
0: I feel like we had a switch it was earlier it was during the end of baseball season I could not get into football at all and Ben was like oh I've been watching football like football is good get back into it like fantasy betting and I'm yeah. like okay and then now like I've kind of like I'm so separated from baseball now that I've kind of been like all right, I'm okay with football again. Like I'll watch most games. Like I'm like watching. And Ben last night told me that he's like, finally, like, I don't care about the bears. And I'm like, <laughs> welcome to my boat. Like I haven't even been really watching them. I watched last night. Cause it was a national game, but like Ben told me last night. I'm like, dude, welcome to me for the last like six weeks. <laughs> like I still love
1: football because my fantasy team's doing phenomenal right now and things are going well. But like last night, my my buddy was trying to talk to me with the bear about the bears and obviously they won so four and eight let's I go yes uh,
0: but yes they won
1: he was like he was like I I was just. I don't want to put any more time or energy into that team. And he was like, oh, yeah, well, what if, what if Justin Fields is in the quarterback next year? I was like, well, yeah, that will piss me off, but I'm just so done. I'm just so locked out of of a uh, football season. I just want to see some movement across yeah. major league baseball. Once there's
0: some movement in baseball uh, and based on how disgusting the bears are, I will have no interest in football anymore <laughs> for the most part, but you never know. You never know. I'm still a Bears fan through, through and through. And I, I love, I do love football too. Um, but, yeah, that was an interesting win last night. We'll leave it at that because this is a Chicago Cubs podcast, and they uh, they scored some football scores this past season. Actually, I think there was, what, four Wrigley Field baseball games this year that were higher scoring than Iowa and Northwestern in Wrigley yeah, Field? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty awesome.
1: One other thing before we get into the Cubs is – Chicago really needs the Cubs right now, yeah, considering it's true. not just the Bears. There's Blackhawks drama going on right now. The Ugh. Bulls are a complete laughing stock when they shouldn't be. But you know what? That's what happens when you keep being trying to be competent every year. It doesn't work in your favor.
0: Nope.
1: Just Chicago's in shambles. People really need the
0: Cubs to make some splashes this offseason to feel confident again. See, the Bulls have not realized this yet, and Matt Eberflus doesn't realize this yet, but sometimes you just got to punt, and that's what the Cubs did in 2021. And now we have reached the point where it is a big third down stop. We had an exciting second down sack, and now the Cubs in this offseason, if you're following my analogy, have the chance to get the ball back in signing a ton of awesome free agents. And so we go into that talking first about and Beaver, two huge veteran pitchers who are on supposedly the trade market this off season. And we've heard a ton about them uh, to the point of what they're eating for lunch this past week, <laughs> as it pertains to, to who's yeah. signing up, Ben, you and I were texting about it last week when I was on vacation a little bit, but I was kind of out of the loop as, as much as maybe you were in it. What have you heard specifically about the the direction of the Cubs specifically with these two free or not free agents uh, trading targets? Well, we've known that the Cubs are going to be in the trade market. As
1: much as they might be in on free agents, the Cubs have a handful of prospects that teams would love to be able to get their hands on and work with. And who's two teams that love to just take prospects and turn them into all stars. That's the Cleveland guardians and Tampa Bay rays who have their two aces on the trading block as they are one year away from free agency. And from what we're hearing as of today with a report from John Morosi. Uh, he said that the Cubs and Cincinnati Reds, that's a good one to keep in mind, have both had discussions with the Tampa Bay Rays and Cleveland Guardians, respectively, over getting starting pitcher Tyler Glass now from the Rays and starting pitcher Shane Bieber from the Guardians. Um, It will certainly be interesting to see how this develops as, more starting pitchers continue to come off the board. If you missed it yesterday, Sonny Gray is headed over to St. Louis on a three-year deal. And a, uh, I think two weeks ago now, Aaron Nola signed to head back to Philly, which I think we kind of all saw coming, but it was just a matter of when. And, yeah, now it's I, – I, I see that there's – it's kind of started to heat up with these starting pitchers. There are the two big starting pitchers available on the trade block – And I think a lot of people would love to get them as they only have that one year left to control. And they're two pitchers with injury histories. But when you take out the injuries, they have a really great track record.
0: Yeah. And I think without Stroman, you're going to need some kind of veteran arm, right? Like we talked about how happy we were for the Cubs pocket change for the Cubs wallet that they weren't going to, you know, be able to bring Stroman back or there, it looks like they're not going to bring Stroman back because Stroman opted out. But, you know, as much as Stroman struggled towards the end of last year with his injury, he was an all-star in 2023, which is a year in which the Cubs were a borderline playoff team and, and kind of started to click. You need another veteran arm. You can't promise that Kyle Hendricks, even though he's back, will have another strong year. Um, he's getting up there in age and he has had those injuries as well. I would love to see the Cubs go out and bring in another veteran arm. We'll talk about a few other options here later in the episode, but these two guys on the trade block. Both of them, uh, if not one or the other, would be huge for this Cubs team. Where I start to get wary is what it would take. Because like you said, Ben, it is two teams that are famous for playing some money ball and taking your prospects and thinking, yeah, we're willing to get rid of this guy because your three prospects stack our on base in, you know, in five years all the way to a World Series. What prospects is that going to take? Last night you talked about Chris Morrell, but I'm thinking even lower level. Who are we shipping off that it's like, oh, that one's going to hurt? In three, four years.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say Morrell, but, and I wouldn't even say our top three either. Shaw, Horton, and PCA, I think are all off limits when we're talking Glass now and Beaver. But whoever the Guardians are, if if the Cubs do end up making a trade with Cleveland or Tampa for one of these two starters, it's going to be a guy that's probably in the middle of the farm system. Mm -hmm. Definitely a guy that's currently in the lower A's of baseball or even double A. And I think it'll be a guy that, you know, even though it'll be ups- upsetting to see them go, it might not be that bad in the long run. And it'll probably be the Rays or Guardians turning them into an all-star because that's what always happens. So I think it'll be a prospect or two on the, on the mid-level of, of our farm system ranking, maybe like 5 to 15 One name I've been seeing tossed around specifically when it comes to the Rays is Keegan Thompson. I know he's not a prospect anymore. Your boy. I know. Right. He's, he's had, he he didn't have the best year, but the Rays are, they they just, they make pitchers into all-stars. They make pitchers into great players. And I think the Rays, that's the kind of guy that the Rays would like to get to turn around and turn into a, either back to a starter or a long-inning long reliever that they might really like. So Keegan Thompson is definitely a name to keep your eye on for both these guys, as well as a couple of mid-level prospects. And I, I don't even know how far we'll go down. Maybe a, a Moises Bal- Balesteros or... Um, I don't know. It, it, it could really be anyone from that farm system. I'm even thinking maybe a potential Brennan Davis. It's always... Th- these two teams love to take the guys that... Ha- we're former great prospects, but kind of fallen off recently, but they're able to click into that potential and turn them into good players. So that's where, that's where I think potentially that when we're, when we're talking glass now or Bieber, that that might be the kind of players that they're looking for.
0: Right. I think veteran prospect is the wrong term because you're not thinking they're an older player, but a seasoned yeah. prospect, somebody they could turn around in their system. Because I think the the Rays, especially, and this is not a knock on the Guardians, but I think the Rays, especially, despite that division, are still in win now mode, right? Yeah. Like they still were like one of the best teams in the AL last season, kind of foiled out towards the end, but they started the hottest team in baseball last year. Um, the Orioles don't seem like they're going nowhere. The Yankees had a fluke year, and I'm sure we'll be back. And the Red Sox are feisty. I don't see why the Rays couldn't be solid in that division two though. And so and the Blue Jays have no reason to be bad either. So it's it's just gonna be uh an all out battle there. And I think the Rays are gonna want players back because they don't have to trade Tyler Glass now. But if they do, they want players that can help them in the short term as well.
1: But this is what the Rays do every year, right? When it comes right. to either one or two years left of control, they're always looking to trade. They're not gonna that sign player. Him back. Yeah, they won't. They will never bring him back. We saw it happen with Snell a couple years ago. We've seen it happen with relievers. We've seen it happen with a couple players, and that's just what happens. Another another thing that I thought of as you were saying that is, if they were to trade for Bieber, is if you look at the the recent track record of Guardians trades, they more like to trade for guys that have made appearances in the major league and kind of are already there but aren't huge names so a name that I'm kind of thinking of that can be floated around potentially is Javier Assad and I know he had a a pretty solid year this year and I don't think most Cubs fans would love to see that only for a year but if Javier Assad is the highlight player going in one of these deals I'm not necessarily upset because of the potential ace value that you're getting out of Shane Bieber or Tyler Glass now to pair alongside Justin Steele, which you need a guy like Shane Bieber or Tyler Glass now in this rotation because what are the Cubs lacking the most? And that's swing and miss. They need Mm. a pitcher that can get guys to swing and miss. They need a pitcher that can go out there every fifth day for the Cubs and get eight plus strikeouts a game because the Cubs Mm. don't have that. We saw potential out of that from Justin Steele this year. And I think we'll continue to see that as we go along. But the Cubs need another guy to do that because as much as they have such a great defense where it's okay to put balls in play, you also you still want the pitchers that are able to get strikeouts, and that's why the names Bieber and Glass I don't think are just intriguing to us, but I think it's also very intriguing to the Cubs front office. Hayden Wesneski could be that too, but he's got he's got some work to do. Well, that's that's another name I like: wasnaski Killian, Javier Assad. I think those are all names that could potentially be highlights in uh, in a Glass or Bieber trade,
0: right? I see more. I mean, I like Javi Assad, but I see still see more potential in in Nesky The swing and miss that guy, though. Like I, I Javi's awesome. Uh, I know your roommates especially would be pissed if they trade Javi Assad, but uh, I think I think Ethan loves Javi Assad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mikey, one thing I got to ask you is: Are you at all worried about the
1: potential injuries that or the the injury history that Glass, Now, and Beaver bring along?
0: Yeah, somebody else asked me about that today. I mean, Shane Bieber's what twenty eight? I think I saw that. Yeah. I think so. It's not terribly old. Like we were talking about last year, 30 was too old for Marcus Stroman. And we kind of settled on no, like it's not terribly old. Yeah, You're in it. I mean, glass now at TJ. Yeah. And it's it just, that scares me a little bit, but I don't think, I don't think it's like you're, you're this prone and you're 34 or you're 33, even 30. Like, I think, I think they could still, get a very serviceable year out of them because that's all it really is. Right. Yeah. You're getting a year. You're for sure getting a year. And we're seeing right now with the way that this Bellinger deal is shaking out, which we'll talk about, you really are only given a year in this day and age and MLB free agency. It's not even like they're yours until they sign with a different team. No, as soon as your year is over, they're a free agent. You have the same chance as anybody else. And so I think for a year where they're in win now mode. Yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to either. I think when I'm looking at
1: both players, I'm definitely more intrigued than Tyler Glass now, and I know Bieber's got the Cy Young and and everything like that, and he's been a great pitcher over the last couple of years. But Bieber worries me a little bit because of the fact that the injuries have kind of piled up over the last couple of years, where mm-hmm. we could where we could potentially see a Tommy John down the line. I feel mm-hmm. like Glass now's injuries might be behind him at this point. Yeah, I don't know. That's just that's just a prediction
0: glass. I would rather take on glass now. I think glass now is in the sorry. I should say I think the Rays are more ready to trade glass now. Yes. think.
1: Yes. Based on what we
0: just talked about with what how they usually play baseball and how they usually treat, you know, finally contract your players. And I think I think the Guardians would like if they don't
1: trade Bieber, I don't think they're upset with that because they're still in a very winnable division as well. But at the same time, the Rays, they're probably the better team, but they just, they do this every year. So we're expecting it. And I know there have mm-hmm. been reports that the Rays are hundred percent trading glass now this offseason. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how things shake out over the next couple of days here. Cause I think a deal is imminent, right? Just the mm-hmm. way that, the industry's been talking. I think a deal's imminent for Glass now. Maybe not necessarily Beaver, but for Glass mm-hmm. now. I think by the time we get to the end of next week, I think Tyler Glass now
0: will be on a new team. We'll see about Shane Beaver, though. We move to the American League East to the only Canadian team in the Toronto Blue Jays and Bo Bichette. Sourced supposedly by a few different people, including Matt Cozzi of Lockdown Cubs and formerly a teacher at where I went to high school, Cary Grove High School, 6A state champs for the second time in three years in high school football. Sorry, St. Lawrence. What was that, 4A, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, 6A champs for Cary Grove. Ben's school made it all the way to the state finals as well, so we'll give them their props in St. Lawrence. I lost my train of that. Oh, Matt Cozzi reported about Bo and the the rumors that many people are saying the Blue Jays have no reason to trade Bo Bichette, but the talks are if they do manager, Craig council, Chicago Cubs will be at the forefront of that door knocking. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's definitely an interesting rumor. I know John Morosi brought it up a year ago that the Cubs and blue Jays had a conversation. I, we'll see where this ends up going. I think it all kind of depends on what happens the rest of the off season with the Cubs before they go slamming on the blue Jays door. Trying to to bring him over here to the north side of Chicago to play third base, um, which is another interesting part about it because <laughs> we're not just getting Bobaschet to the Cubs rumors, we're getting Bobaschet to the Cubs and he would play third base. If, if he truly is available, this is a player you can't miss on. I I would I would put all the all the chips in the barrel to get him because he is a he is a generational talent. He's hit three hundred in just about every single year of his career. He's got. 20-plus homer potential per year. The defense could obviously get better, but maybe it's like an A-Rod situation where the defense might be just as good at third base. Yeah, it's it's an interesting rumor that we'll see if anything else comes about it. He's got two years left to control, which is huge in a, in a potential deal that could get done and who you could see going to the Blue Jays if they were to. at the same time you brought it up when you start when you when you mentioned it why would the blue jays do it they're they're in a contending window with this core that they banked so heavily on so many years ago with uh boba and vladdy and signing george springer it's just the matter of maybe they're ready to get some names back and build back up that farm system because things haven't worked out for them the last couple of years they win 80-plus games a year, and the offense isn't as good as everyone hoped it would. But surely the shining star of that offense over the last couple years has been Bo Bichette. He would fit just perfect in this lineup. I would love him to be a Cub. I'm not banking on it, but it's certainly a a rumor that
0: I didn't expect. But I, I like that the Cubs are making calls. Here's the flowery color analysis of that statement there by Ben. I love how much his name sounds like Boba Fett. I would love to see the obvious shirts that come of that. But yeah, like you said, Ben, I don't really see why the Blue Jays would make this deal. I think here's, here's the realist part of me. I think the Cubs probably went knocking, which is where the rumor started and said, hey, is he available? And the Blue Jays probably said, go away, unless you're giving us a real return. And I think the Cubs are probably debating it. May I mean, maybe they'll wait and shake out and see what happens? Maybe they'll wait and see what other infielders they can bring or whatever potential third baseman they can bring in, both through the free agency route or trades. As Ben makes a face as he looks at his phone, something just happened. Nah, uh, okay. Not too bad. I thought it was, I thought the Blackhawks dropped Nick Felino or something now, too. <laughs> no, we'll talk about this one post episode. <laughs> so, sounds good. This one's a, if you know, you know, I guess. But no, what I was saying was. I think this could be huge for the Cubs. I don't think they're desperate to trade away the whole system for him, and I don't think the Blue Jays are desperate to make a deal for him. So I could see this just getting caught in standstill and not happening, but I could totally see the Cubs really committing to to making this one happen.
1: If they do, it would certainly be – it would change the roster heavily. Mm -hmm. And it would be a lot of fun. As I said, he is a generational prospect. People have been talking about this kid for years, and he is not disappointed at all in the major leagues he's been a great player i think he's a two-time all-star now it 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 makes a lot of sense for the cubs because they are looking for that big thumper even though he's not a huge thumper in the middle of that lineup he's still a really good player who gets on base he hits for a high average he can he can put one out of the park if you need it he makes sense at the top of this lineup and i would i would really love him to be on the cubs just going to have to see how the rumors continue to shake out as this is a very low-key rumor. But I think it is interesting how it was brought up by a couple of just Chicago guys, and usually things don't really get that much farther after they are mentioned, if, if you know what I mean when I say right. that. Like, by Chicago guys, it kind of just stays within the Cubs fan base. Right. This one was also this mentioned. This one picked up. This one was mentioned by John Morosi again, who had he must have really good Cubs connections because he continues to be one of the leading candidates for just naming name dropping glass. Now, Bichette Otani on national airwaves every day, basically
0: Cubs get clicks. People want to see what the Cubs are doing. One of the best fan bases in baseball, especially now excited people are this offseason. I would put my chips in the basket of trying to be up to date in the news about the Chicago Cubs. We move on to the free agency pick them. We're going to do for the second half of this episode. I think we're going to go bottom up here, Ben, Ben cultivated a list that I agreed with of seven free agents who I would say all seven, the Cubs should be in on and will be in on. I would think some more than others. So we will preface this by saying we're going to name off seven free agents. Ben and are going to give our, perspective, who we think they'll sign with teams. You might mention a lack of Cubs mentioned because we have agreed we are not going to say the Cubs because I think that would be a lot of these guys for for us. So we'll do this. We'll both say who we think. We'll explain briefly, and then we will kind of go in a little bit of, but here's why the Cubs should beat this team to them. Exactly. Doesn't – we're saying teams
1: doesn't mean we're not saying they're going to the Cubs. Right. So don't get upset at us. We're not making right. a graphic because we don't want to piss off Cubs no. fans. No. This is just more – if they weren't going to the Cubs, where are they going? Not saying they are. It, it's, it's, right. a very, it's very skeptical
0: here. And we will, uh, again, we will talk about, after we both say our teams for these players, we'll say, and if the Cubs beat them to it, here's why this guy would be great for the Cubs. Because I think all seven of these guys, I would be thrilled to be on Manager Craig Council Chicago Cubs. Yeah. So we start from the bottom up of the list because I think it kind of goes in a exciting order. We'll start by no means with the least – person but uh uh, at least the bottom of my list in in matt chapman ben we'll do a coin flip to see who goes first because i we agreed that we're probably going to get a lot of uh the same call it heads oh you're right let's go that's what i was like reaching around for
1: for the people listening on spotify um they just missed that awesome coin flip make sure you're going to watch us on YouTube as well if you're <laughs> not just listening
0: on Spotify. They might have heard the noise, depends if my mic picked it up. I'll do it I'll do it once really loudly into the, the mic so you can Oh wait, that didn't even do it. I don't know, I can't get it. It's on a cooler in my you head. You got that you got that condenser in front of your mic. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. So that's going to be embarrassing. All right, let's move on. Matt Chapman. What do you think, Ben? You get to go first. You get to receive the ball.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say that he is a San Francisco Giant. It's the giants are looking to make a splash this off season. They, it's been a couple of years in a row now where we have just been waiting to see what moves they make. They were, they reportedly agreed to a deal with arson judge, according to John Heyman last year. And that, <laughs> and then that quickly got disputed an hour later when he signed with the Yankees, they had Carlos Correa for a little bit as well. And then he failed his physical. I think Matt Chapman makes sense in the Bay area. Um, Just fits the mold pretty well. Mm -hmm. Just as a player, he's phenomenal defensively. Um, He does have 20 home run potential every year, but that might go down a little bit if he does end up signing in the Bay Area. Matt Chapman's an interesting free agent because he's a guy that I think everyone's just been kind of waiting for that big offensive year. And he hasn't really necessarily had it yet continues to hit in the lower parts of the 200s. It, it it's it's a it's going to be interesting to see what kind of contract he gets, but I think that based on when you see the rest of my list, I think the Giants are going to be desperate for some offensive help and Matt Chapman might be the the last the last great name on the on the market. So I think he makes sense um in San Francisco.
0: I like the Giants pick. I have the Giants later on my list for a different player. But I kind of like your reigning National League champs for for Matt Chapman in the in the Arizona Diamondbacks because I was not really thinking about him, but then I was looking into this today after we decided we we're gonna do this theme for the episode. And it made the most sense to me when I thought about it because it's a team that is now kind of seeing, yeah, they have a chance. They did it, they proved they could go all the way to the World Series, they have a bunch of great young options, but one of your Good options last year was Evan Longoria, who is on his way to the Cardinals to join the retirement home. I'm sure he's a free agent, whatever he decides to do, be pretty huge for them. And we get them right back in the thick of competition if they can bring in somebody like Matt Chapman to be in the hot corner.
1: Yeah, that's that, that, that's definitely an interesting team to keep your eye on. It's just a matter of if they spend. Right. And that that's the biggest thing of it all. But I don't see why they wouldn't spend considering that they need a couple more names right. there to uh, continue to go on that upwards trajectory.
0: But as we move on from Matt Chabin, first, let's discuss why he would make sense for the Chicago Cubs, first and foremost, before we see another player. So you said the Giants, I said the Diamondbacks, but I think early on, we discussed a couple weeks ago that Matt Chabin could be a fit for the Cubs.
1: They got a hole at third base, and that's obviously kind of on everyone's mind. They've definitely been interested, I, I based on early rumors in the third baseman market and it's just a matter of if they're willing to stick with Madrigal, or if Shaw ends up coming up or they re-sign Jamie or look for a trade whatever it might be I think he fits and this is one of those players that I kind of want to stay away from I feel like he's going to get a big deal and he could end up not living up to that deal at all I'm just going to be honest and say it, I could see another Jason Hayward situation if they were to sign him because great defense with pretty, not mediocre offensive numbers over the last couple of years before he hit free agency. But it's just a player that I would personally be okay with staying away from if I was the Cubs.
0: What I say, we say that with the whole free agency market ahead of us, though, for the taking, right? Like, if we miss on all these other guys that we're going to talk about in the next couple minutes, then it's like, okay, I need at least something to prove that they're going to try and move upward still. And that's still Matt Chapman. No, he's not at the front of my radar for this offseason, but I still think it'd be a great addition. That's that's where I that's the only situation where I think
1: the Cubs would end up getting involved in the party with Matt Chapman is if they miss on who they're eyeing in free agency over these next couple guys or if they miss on trades whatever it might be that's the only way I think the Cubs really put their name in the hat for Matt Chapman
0: we move on to Jordan Montgomery I'll start because Ben started the last one I went back and forth in this one a couple times but I see no reason why he wouldn't return to the team that just won the championship I think I think there's uh and Ben Zoning said I don't know if that's the same thing you think but I I see uh no reason why he won't re-sign with the Texas Rangers I don't have too much to say about it um, I'd be of course happy to see him come to the Cubs but I don't know how likely that is we'll get to that in a second but I will put my chips in the basket that he'll return to the Rangers
1: Yeah I agree with you I think it just makes sense it's a good fit for Monty he had a really good year there. I was honestly thinking the Cardinals were a pretty good fit, but who really knows where they're going with their rotation now? Is yeah, they weird? They spent the big bucks on Sonny Gray and Gibby and Lance Lynn. Those weren't really big buck uh put moves, but Sonny Gray certainly was. Boston, I think, is also a fit, but I think he, I think he's just at home with Texas at mm-hmm. this point. He had a yeah. really good second half, and I say that he just continues it. Texas is not afraid to spend money. And why not? Why wouldn't they bring in one of the, probably the
0: best pitcher on that staff a year, from a year ago? The Cardinals are like the Clippers. Like their their rotation would have been really good in like twenty eighteen. Yeah. Like it, like just like the Clippers would have been a team I would have designed with the salary cap off in two K seventeen. Like it's just yeah. like yeah, it's a couple of years too late. But who knows? They can come back and it's the it's the Cardinals. We've said it. Aside from last year, they're the only team in the MLB or one of the only teams that could just put nine names in the field. And they somehow find a way to win. Yeah. Why do you think Monty would be good for the Cubs if that thing happens? Because I don't think that's likely by any means, but I'm not going to ever say I would be mad if it did happen, right? This is the same type of scenario that would be if we were to go get a glass or Bieber.
1: Yeah, it's just, I think it's just a matter of how the starting pitching market shakes up, including those trade candidates that we mentioned a little bit ago with glass and Bieber. If they miss out on those guys, then maybe they start to turn on Jordan Montgomery and, offer him maybe the biggest deal that any other team can yeah i think he's a fit to go along with justin Steele. he's coming off a career best season and i i i do like the fit it's just a matter of if it happens or not i i i don't see it happening i see him trying to sign with a team that is truly like top tier contending as as he tries to go for another one and I, I think everyone is kind of in agreement that Montgomery is going back to the Rangers. Mm-hmm. So we're just, sure, we're just like. going to have, I think the the pitching market will start to move over the next week, like because it already kind of has. And it's just a matter of, it's just another lefty that strikes out a lot of guys at the top of your rotation. And I, I don't think anyone would be disappointed
0: if he was in Chicago. That conversation literally just proved that the Cubs are going to sign him too, because that's the one we're least like, eh, whatever about, because we just know it's unlikely. And that's like, I bet that's what ends up happening. I would would love him on the Cubs. Oh, me too. But
1: it's just a matter of, I think, I think it's almost a lock that he's headed back to Texas.
0: Josh Hader was an all-time closer with the Brewers and Craig Council up and down as a San Diego Padre and now continues into free agency where he is still seen as a valuable addition to any team. So willing to give him a check, Ben, back to you with the first serve on Josh Hader. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I said the Texas Rangers aren't afraid to spend money. And I'm going to keep it that way. Their biggest problem last year was bullpen, and they still won the World Series. So how about you get one of the best closers of our generation in Josh Hader to have that ninth inning on lockdown? I think we've seen their name come up more than any other team with Josh Hader, and it just makes a lot of sense for them to spend a good amount of money on the best closure in baseball. I'd say most would agree with just, he's a good fit there and his market will certainly be interesting because he's really the only lights out reliever on the board compared to other years where there's been multiple closers available. Never forget a couple of years. Do you remember like a couple of years ago when there was just that reliever frenzy and there were just big contracts who were getting handed out to every single reliever? Like candy.
0: Yes. This is huge for Josh Hader because he's gonna get just an absolute check because everyone's desperate. Yeah. The well has run dry of good relievers. And I he
1: he's he's gotta love it in Texas after just winning a world after mm-hmm. they just won a World Series. I think it's a I think it's a great fit for him.
0: We'll talk about Cubs in a second, why that makes sense, but I will say I like that pick. And I think speaking of the AL East, which has been a theme throughout this episode, I kinda like Baltimore. Okay, I've I kind of do. Recently. Felix is out for all of 2024 with T- with TJ. I was looking into it today, crossing off Hader on my sheet because I got Ben's approval on that pick. I think I I kind of like the Orioles here. They got shelled in the postseason. Yeah. They're just they they got a great young team, man. But they need that. I mean, a veteran closer in that team um, would take what they had last year to a new level, right? Because Felix Bautista was insane. But if you put Josh Hader on that team, whew, they're going to have some fun. A veteran coach, a veteran closer, and then that those guys and all those all-star guys in their second or third year, that could be fun.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And I don't hate the pick at all. It's just a matter of are they willing to spend? And yeah. I think I don't see why they shouldn't want to spend after they were the best team in all Major League Baseball, I think, last year. Do they have mm-hmm. the best record? No, Atlanta did. Atlanta, Maybe the wrong. Braves. Yeah. The
0: Braves. but Probably whatever. AL.
1: It, it, it was a it was a hell of a season for Atlanta or excuse me Baltimore and I don't see why they continue to try and repeat that success.
0: I'm gonna skip one. I want to save Cody for towards the end. He'll Cody will be second to last. Let's do Blake Snell. Do you, do you think? Haters oh, we didn't fit do, with the Cubs? Yeah, we didn't do Hader fit with the Cubs because that's a conversation to have honestly about yeah. Craig Council and Josh Hader's history. I think that's the biggest thing. Like I think if Council wasn't in town, we would kind of skip this a little bit faster. But I think that alone could give him some kind of. Desire, depending on what that relationship was there. It's been a long time since the Cubs have, at least since Craig Campbell, where
1: the Cubs have given a big contract to a reliever. And while I'm not necessarily, I don't hate the idea of bringing in Hader. I certainly wouldn't be upset if they brought him in. We'll just have to see what uh Jed and company does, because I did see a report that they're not scared this offseason to give out multi-year deals to relievers which is something that they have mm-hmm. not done over the last couple of years they only give one-year uh deals out to relievers. Haters proven it; he's got a great track record and who wouldn't love a uh a, a walkout to Josh Hader just lights lights going on and off at Wrigley at a night game with Josh Hader coming out of the bullpen to shut down the night. So cool. Obviously, we love the People's Fist, but he would, I think he would serve just as well as a setup, as a setup man. Yeah. I, I would, I definitely, I certainly wouldn't hate the idea of Josh Hader.
0: Abert was a fun little experiment that served well for most of the end of last season. But I think uh, there's no reserve that like, Oh, we can't sign. We can't go after Josh. We already have a closer. No, it's, it's not how that works. Like if Josh Hader wants to come play for his former coach, you either trade Abert for what you can get, or you make him a reliever. And honestly, I think Abert could be a great setup, man. Um, He yeah. has the great stuff for it. He would be lights out. It's a matter of if that would hurt aberts morale. I don't think it really would, though. He is the fastest. Yeah. What is it? What do we call it? He is the fastest uh, field to tweet ratio on in baseball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as soon as something <laughs> happens, it's just boom. <laughs> as soon as they win a game, it's about seconds later. abert think- somehow has a tweet out.
1: I think when Mike Talkman made the catch, it was like two minutes after the game, and Advert already tweeted out on his phone. Well, if he didn't,
0: if he didn't close the game, I bet it's probably because he's in the bullpen. He probably already has his phone at least with him, so he yeah. probably has it like queued up and ready, which is pretty funny. It's just like any of us. All right, yeah. Now we'll do Blake Snell, the the reigning Cy Young. Mm. Who's gets to go first? In this one, I I lost track. It's you. I had the Phillies, and then I crossed it out. Okay. I X'd it out with a pen, not with a pencil, so I could not erase it because I made up my mind about NOLA sticking in town. I think that they're fine. <clears throat> what team is going to overpay for Blake Snell because they're in a win-now mode? Two-time Cy Young winner, Blake Snell. I guess Atlanta, I guess, because I don't think that's a win now mode, but I still think that's a great signing for them. And I think that's a, how can you be win now, right? When you win a hundred million games as they did last year. Well, when you get embarrassed in the playoffs, like you did, I think that's a, a perfect scenario where you realize, Hey, we're not perfect yet. Right? Like that pitching staff is great. Don't get me wrong, but can you imagine the absolute Avengers lineup with a two time Cy Young winner joining that fold? I mean, they might win 130 games. Not for I mean, they're looking for starting pitching. They were in on
1: Sonny Gray. We've heard they're in on glass now. They it should be a in a lot on of sense. Yeah. hundred so percent. I personally I said that they were gonna make moves this offseason. I think he's a West Coast guy. I think he likes I think he likes being on the West Coast. And I'm not saying he's going back to San Diego because they are in financial hell right now, even though I, I, I'm i not I'm not necessarily crossing out the idea of him going to the Padres because they might find some money somewhere. But I haven't gone to the Giants. I mm-hmm. we said we've been waiting for the Giants to make the moves. I said they're signing Chapman, and I think they signed Blake Snell to tag along with it. It's a pitcher-friendly ballpark. The walks were obviously up last year, but that still didn't stop him from winning the ERA title and winning the Cy Young. I think if he wants to settle somewhere for the next five years and continue to be a a really solid pitcher, I think San Francisco makes a lot of sense. And I think that we're just waiting for them to make those big moves. And I think Chapman and Snell are those two big moves for me.
0: Why do you think he would be an interesting signing for the Cubs? Or do you think it's even likely by any means? His name's certainly
1: been tossed around by Cubs fans about a potential guy to get for this rotation. I think he would like it here. He's a similar kind of player to Stroman where he's very, he he's, he's very involved with the fan base. He likes, he's a very involved guy on social media, whatever it might be. Chicago is a great place for that because we have a great fan base, huge presence on social media, whatever it might be. And yeah, I think I think it's a fit. And really, I think we're just all waiting for one of these first big chips to fall before we truly know where a guy's going to go. He certainly fits at the top of that rotation with Justin Steele. And I no one's denying that. And once again, it's we're looking for that plus stuff that gets eight to 10 strikeouts a game or even more. And that that's what you're getting out of Blake Snell. You're getting that swing and miss stuff out of Blake Snell. That's why I really like him. And I wouldn't, I would not have any disagreement if the Cubs were going to sign him.
0: We move on to the third to last player on our list of free agency, pick and Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Ben has already called for his Yoshi shirt from obvious shirts. There's no disguise that the Cubs would love to have this man on their team. We will get to that because our last three guys we're going to talk about are Cubs or bust. But if that's not the case, if Jed does not cook and does not bring in Yoshi, Ben, where do you think he falls? I think
1: he'll go join his buddy in the in Queens, Kodai Senga, and join the Mets. I like I I think he's going to one of the two New York teams. I was debating between New, the Yankees and. The Mets. We've seen reports the last couple of days that the Yankees are all in on Yoshi, but I think everyone's kind of had this weird feeling that he's going to the Mets because of that connection with Kodai Senga. He, the Mets are desperately looking for pitching, and I don't think they're going to try and run it back with um, bringing in old veteran starting pitchers on the biggest deals of all time. I think they'd rather bring in a 25-year-old who has a now 3 He's won the MVP for the KBO. I think it's the KBO. It might be some – not Korean baseball league. Whatever league they play in. He's won it three years in a row now. It was mm-hmm. just announced today. He's, he's been the MVP for that league. Yeah. I don't he's think that... I've – it's been a long – I don't think I've seen a player this hyped up coming from – over from Japan to the major leagues probably since Masahiro Tanaka. Looking I at like
0: the NP the NPB by the way. MPB, I looked, I googled it you. up. Three debuted NPB winner. Googled it and he got there in 2017. Only 25 now though. He was younger than us and he was already well on his way to professional baseball career. Posted heading to the MLB and taking the subway from the Shea Stadium parking lot slash City Field to uh, the Bronx. That's my I, thoughts. That's your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, that's my thoughts. And I, I thought that's where you're going at first too. And then you said Queens. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the, the Mets are a great pick, Ben, but I think the Yankees are the team that'll be willing to give him the biggest check that he needs. If he's going out east, I was hesitant. I thought maybe the Giants stood a chance too. Um, but if he's going out east, I think the Yankees are uh, a great option for him. And and we've seen this before with players who do come uh from an international location. They they want to play for the Yankees and get paid for the Yankees. They probably know of the Yankees, being that they're one of the more famous baseball teams in the world. And it, it could be a huge match made in heaven for the, the team in the Bronx. One thing also that
1: I've kind of noticed over the last couple of years is while I don't think people have, well, I don't think the Yankees have necessarily spent the money that their fan base wants them to, when the Yankees have a guy in mind, they go and get him. they have seen him. it with Judge, we've seen it with Rodon last year. Whenever they're linked to a guy so early on and that they are avidly in on him, they go and get him. And apparently the rumor is, I think it's complete bullshit, but they've been saving 18 for
0: him or they've been saving the number 18 for him for the last couple of years. I saw that. Sure. Yeah, sure. Right. It's, it's convenient. So they can get that headline going out. Oh man, you realize, Hey, Hey, Mr. Steinbrenner, you realize we haven't used 18 in three years. Let's put that headline out. (laughs) Oh man. That gets him real excited to come here. I think Steinbrenner has nothing to do with it. It's their PR team.
1: I think he goes out east to one of those two teams. I don't hate your pick at all. I think the Mets pick is just fine, too. He's I think he's going to New York, somewhere in New York.
0: Tell me why I'm going to wear
1: a Yoshi Obvious shirt at our first game together in April, Ben. Man, I I dream of Yoshi being a Cub. Mm -hmm. And it's just because of the potential, you know, say a Yoshi thing that you could get going and potentially another name that everyone knows about later on this list. Two players away. He's got the stuff, man. He is, he's, he would be a perfect fit. He'd instantly become an ace. That's why everyone's so excited for him. I mean, Yoshi on the north side of Chicago would just be a beautiful thing. And I'm not necessarily crossing it out yet as these New York rumors continue to pile up and come out. But I, I don't know. I, I dream of Yoshi on the Cubs and, I just love the fact that we could have like all these Japanese players that have just been so widely hyped up and just build Wrigley or excuse me. We could build Wrigleyville into Wrigley West, I guess
0: you could say. I don't I don't know what we do with that. Wrigley, Japan. I don't know. Wrigley, Japan, something like that. We've talked about that on the podcast before. We're going to think of a more clever name for that because that'd be so huge. We've talked about that a few times if they brought all those players in. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. This is the first of three players in a row here where I'm like, yeah, go for it, please. Yeah, I mean, you were in on Shohei the first time. You're going to be in on Shohei again now. There's no reason you can't be in on Yoshi and really make them really consider closer to home than out east. Sure, it's not the Dodgers or Angels or Giants where you're literally a, a puddle jump away, but uh, way closer to home and uh, a great stadium to play in. Another one of those teams that has the allure that they uh, may have already figured with the Yankees and stuff like that and a team that's willing to give them a check. Right. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. You're coming to the MLB to make some money and play at the highest level of professional baseball. No knock on the MPB, but just the highest, most competitive level of professional baseball. Play for a team that can pay you and, you know, it can compete and is historically uh, a loved team. I think yeah. this is a great player. The Cubs should be in on and we'll continue to two more players who are great and who the Cubs should be in on. Starting with Cody Bellinger, yeah. who is a free agent as I kind of discussed earlier in this episode has really kind of reminded me of the method of, Hey, when you're a free agent, you're a free agent. He's not a cub until he's not, he is a, not anyone right now. He has proven that with his posting with his um, Scott Borising uh, and press conferences, proving that he's ready to get paid. I guarantee he will not put his name down on any piece of paper until Shohei Otani signs, because he's going to go to whatever team is did not get Shohei most desperate to to pay a guy to get be a bat. I think all these things are true. And I think that means he's going to San Francisco. Okay. I was, I had the Yankees and I crossed it out because I, one thing you said, Ben, when the Yankees are set in a guy, they go and get him. One of the things about the Yankees is yes, they do that in free agency, but they tried with Chris Bryan at the deadline. They tried with Cody Bellinger at the deadline. They're set when they're set on trade guys. They don't necessarily always get them. And I think they've moved on to try and go attach themselves to other targets. Will they just turn away from Cody Bellinger altogether? No, but they're going to look at Yoshi. They're going to look at Otani to pay first. I think Cody's good as in San Francisco, and I think that's a huge signing for the Giants who have money to spend, as you've talked about a couple times in this episode. Two huge free agent signings that fell through in a matter of hours last offseason. They have piles of money ready to be a team that can compete. And hey, they were competing throughout most of last year in the National League, up until the first series of September when the Cubs swept them. They were one of those teams that was really into the fold. You sign a guy like Cody Bellinger who wants to go back out west, who is super familiar with the area, who is a former rival of the team, but is very respected around there. I think that'd be a huge signing for them. And I think that's who they're going to bring in.
1: So I don't agree with you because I think the giants make a lot of sense. And I think we've heard it. There's really only three teams in on Cody Bellinger right now. It's the giants, the Cubs and the team that I am going to in the Yankees, the fit, The fit's there, obviously. And I know Yankees fans are kind of worrisome about it because they feel like it's just another Jacoby Ellsbury situation, (laughs) which certainly could be the case because after a couple down years, he had a a phenomenal season last year heading into free agency. And yeah, I think he's just a fit there. It just goes back to that connection at the trade deadline and how everybody and their mother that was a Yankees fan wanted Cody Bellinger. And...
0: I I'm pretty sure he has a connection there with his dad. Was his dad mm-hmm. a player? A player for the Yankees? There was there was something there though. There was something like that's what they was talking about at the deadline. As the Cubs were winning ten in a row, they were like, "Oh, but the Ballinger train is still coming to the Bronx." No, the Cubs are actually not going to sell Cody. But anyway, yeah, the the short porch and right,
1: I it, it's hitter friendly ballpark. I, it it makes a lot of sense. It's just a matter if the Yankees are willing to go all in for him. I would hate to see it because I love belly and I'm not a big fan of the Yankees, but it's a, it's a, it's very much a fit. And obviously the industry recognizes that as he's probably one of the favorites
0: to head out to the Bronx. Would you rather hit it into a short porch of screaming, hairy chested New Yorkers? Would you rather hit it into a bay, a literal bay with people kayaking, or would you rather hit it into a Budweiser sign and break a scoreboard again, which I saw in person with my own peepers Bring him back. Bring him back to Wrigleyville. Do it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not even going to cue Ben in for this one. I want him back so bad. Yes, we're going to talk about the final name on this. He who shall not be named Shohei Otani free agent pick'em sweepstakes. That is obviously target number one. But being realistic, Cody Bellinger has more of a shot to come back home because of what we saw last season and because DK is back in the hitting department and because he was the NL comeback player of the year, much in part to that coaching cody ballinger needs to be a chicago cub again next year he was a huge part of this team and would have very well been an mvp if not for missing a month i took the words right out of my mouth man i
1: he's a fit we know we know the fit we don't have to talk about no yeah it's not even like
0: oh he'd be great for this team he is great for this team we've seen it
1: and i i'm not worried i'm not too worried about the potential fall off or whatever people want to say he was great for the Cubs last year and I would love him here. And I think, I think you summed it up perfectly. He, he would be perfect for the Cubs. He is a perfect fit for the Cubs. We saw it, we know it and we loved Cody and we embraced him. And I hope that when he is making his free agency decision, he takes all those uh, into account and they factor in the fact that we have a great fan base, a front office that took a chance on him coaching staff that, revived his career. I hope he takes that all into effect when ultimately deciding where he's going to sign his paycheck.
0: I okay, can I say real quick before we get to Otani? I think the takes and I people may have even seen this in the Cody Bellinger Instagram comments. I keep, still am getting likes in this comment to this day in my notifications. Cody Bellinger is not going back to the Dodgers. He simply isn't. So people yeah. can really can they can really rest on that. I mean, you people booed him out of town. Like you you literally I mean, he's a a World Series winner and an MVP in your town, and you boot him out of town. He, I guess there's no hard feelings now, but, like, no, he's good. He's not coming back. You can you can go ahead and rest and try and sign somebody else. Even I still think even if they miss out on Otani, they just pass on Bellinger. Yeah, they don't want to do it. Cody doesn't want to do it. Their fans are just blind to it. That's not a good match. It's not. They will focus on signing other people, including maybe the greatest player in, uh, in professional baseball history, at least two ways. And Shohei Ohtani, who won't pitch next season, but he will hit, and he will hit to a great clip, I'm sure, as he just won his second MVP award. I'll start again. All right, I kind of just, I kind of just alluded to who I was picking. I think Vegas has the odds right. If it's not the Cubs, I think it's got to stay in town or just right up the street and go to the Dodgers.
1: I I'm right there with you. We we talked about this yesterday. We both agree on it. Everyone agrees on it. Shohei is more than likely going to the Dodgers. They've been gearing up for this moment for a couple years now. Since they um, missed out on him the first yeah, time, <laughs> since they missed out on him the first time, they let Corey Seager walk. They never even talked to Cody Bellinger about a potential extension because it's all been leading up to this moment. They've been saving their chips and they've still been winning. It just it's it's the perfect fit. He stays out west. He gets to be their DH for a year. J.D. Martinez only signed a one-year deal, so you don't have to worry about that. It, it's, it's too much of a fit. It's 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 really just like a match made in heaven at this point. I know we're seeing the other teams come up. We've talked about the Cubs. And I don't even want to be down on it because I still think the Cubs have a very good chance at getting this man, Shohei Otani. It's just a matter of everyone is almost in agreement that he is a Los Angeles Dodger.
0: We've talked about this in plenty of podcasts recently, so we won't spend too much longer on it. But if if the Cubs sign Shohei Ohtani, I'll be absolutely insufferable. I think people need to realize oh, yeah. that and, and block both of us on Twitter for for a couple days. I mean, this would be insane. And yes, it makes too much sense for Dodgers based on where he wants to be, based on where he can win, based on where he can get paid, and based on the team who's been setting the table for this for seasons. But we forget that. If Chicago was in California, Shohei would have been a dog, would have been a cub in 2017.
1: And we also forget if there was a DH in the mm-hmm. National League, he was more than likely a cub as well.
0: And this time he says he's less concerned about location, supposedly. I mean, they're, they're saying every, this is the other thing. I'm finding out what Shohei Otani ate for lunch every day. Like he's, it's, it's, they got more eyes on him than Taylor Swift at a football game. It's bad. Like this is bad recently the amount of coverage, but sometime soon, maybe even in the next week, it's all going to come to a climax. Everything's very quiet
1: right now. I will say about still two weeks ago, we heard the rumors about certain teams, the Cubs, the the Cubs, the Dodgers, whatever it might be. Everyone's playing this one close to the vest right now. No Mm -hmm. one wants to, no one wants to leak that they met with him. I can tell you right now that multiple teams have already met with him. I don't have any sources. But I know for a fact that multiple teams have met with him already. It's coming. It's coming in the next week. And if he does ultimately sign with the Chicago Cubs, we will be there to talk to you guys about it.
0: I, I think my favorite rumor was the, and I actually believed it for like a split second that I looked into it. I think my favorite was that uh, Shohei and Sayo were seen having dinner in Chicago. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Like what they were at, there was someone like Nico the Riverwalk, Horner, like Nico
1: Horner's dog leaked it.
0: <laughs> Is that the actual account? Yes, but That's- but wait, 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 wait. Char, Charles the cat made a reappearance
1: like a couple weeks ago. <gasps> He's broke, he broke the U Darvish news a couple years ago. Charles I remember the that cat name, yeah. And Charles the cat said that the Cubs are very much in on Choyotani.
0: So take that with what you will, folks. Charles, Charles the cat knows something that we don't. Charles the cat, man, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure somebody was just going for a nice light jog on a October, late October crisp day, early November crisp day, and they saw Seiya and Shohei who took a red eye flight from Japan to Chicago for one dinner on the Riverwalk.
1: Yeah, to, to talk bullshit, about yeah some bullshit steakhouse or some <laughs> shit like
0: that. Same place that Chris Bryant and the Rockies were, yeah. You know, where Frank the Tank saw him. Um, <laughs> over the last series of the year, you see, you ever see that video?
1: Yeah, that was great. It was great. Interviewing Chris Bryant. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mikey. One sure. thing I want to touch on before mm-hmm. we wrap this up is uh, obviously we've been talking about free agents, but did you see the report earlier that Andre Dawson wants to change his Expos hat and and uh, Cooperstown to a Cubs hat? Can you do that? I don't know. He said he's he said he's over it. He said he's seventy years old. He has no regrets. He knows where the best years of his career was, and he'd rather. His uh, hat in Cooperstown be a Cubs hat and not a Expos hat, and someone said the Expos have been a uh, have been eliminated from Major League Baseball for over twenty five years and they're still losing out on players.
0: <laughs> hey, he knows the Cubs are on the up. He wants he wants to see that hat. He wants to be associated. Well, he came to a couple games last year. He was at one of the games we were at, I think, or at least maybe I, I was. So. He was at he he was at a few games last year as like the guest of honor for the first pitch in the skybox. I love it. Don't get me wrong. Don't forget that Tom Brady is the, I think, what was it, like the like last active player to be drafted by the Expos to retire from professional sports or something like that, something crazy. So with Tom Brady going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame as probably a Patriot, I think the Expos are running out of their chips. It's different here. That's it is. What they say. it's Well, aside from Montreal, I, the Expos had a sick logo and color scheme. Yeah. It's very similar to the Cubs. But they had a sick setup. As, as, we mentioned, as we
1: alluded to earlier in the episode, before we wrap this up, next week is obviously going to be a big week. We won't be back with you until Wednesday as of now, but poten- potentially, depending on what happens over the next couple of days, we should have basically live coverage as soon as the news drops, similar to what we did with Craig Council when he was shockingly named the Chicago Cubs manager about three weeks ago now. So I uh, expect more of the same as we uh, start to ramp up here over the winter meetings, because it certainly is a great time for baseball and a great time for that rumor mill. I, if we don't have an episode by Wednesday, I'll actually be like upset.
0: Oh, we'll have something on Wednesday. It's for sure. It's just a matter of, yeah. if we have something sooner an emergency podcast. We'll keep to our Wednesday schedule. So yeah, let, we'll just let me get to this real quick. I listened to a podcast over the summer. This is random to end the episode, but I want to end the episode with this. I listened to a podcast of a young Mark Cuban telling Smartless, which is a great podcast with Jason Bateman and Will Arnett and Sean Hayes, telling those guys that when he first made all of his money, he just wanted to buy a sports team. And he called a bunch of teams that he thought would be fun to buy, including the Cubs. And they said no, because it was around that time when the Rickets bought. And they said no, whatever. Mark Cuban is like selling off parts of the Mavericks right now. He's off Shark Tank. What is, he's like somewhat retiring. What's going on with the with a with a could have been Cubs owner? This is a completely on Cubs related thing. I tried to tie it back in a little bit. What's going on? Is he running for president?
1: Dude, that's what I would. That's what my face was about. Like mid episode, I just didn't want to cut your off your train of thought because I was like, "Holy shit, Mark Cuban selling the Mavericks." Not, I was I just, like, "What's I going just looked on?" At
0: the athletic. It's not. It's not. He's not selling. He's gonna stay. You know, basketball operations or whatever. He's selling off like. A bunch of shares. I think he's still the majority owner, but it's interesting because he just quit Shark Tank yesterday too.
1: Is he in debt or is he running for president?
0: He's running for president. I'm sure. I'm thinking. That's my guess. They've he's been he's been kind of pointed to that in recent years. I would not doubt it. I would not oh, doubt yeah. if he was running for president or maybe he's going to go try and buy your Chicago Cubs or the soccer team that Tom Ricketts failed to buy. Maybe one of the one of the, one of the other Chelsea Chelsea. Go yeah he'll try he'll, he'll try and do one or the other i thought you said kelsey that we kelsey. can get to a full episode without you making a taylor swift pun no <laughs> that's that's the red zone yeah see all that all right this is a random ending to a random episode but we're glad we got on to an episode today to talk about the free agency pick and we'll have to talk later and see how close we were to that we'll be back next wednesday for sure hopefully before then as the cubs sign potentially a, a game changing player go cubs